Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and, of course, available for download on iTunes. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us today. Going to be a little bit different today because I'm going to really vent today about my team. And there are certain fan bases that suffer more than others. And I, unfortunately, most of my teams are in that category. And, unfortunately, I am a New York Mets Fan, And in 24 hours, we saw the ineptitude of this organization from both handling their personnel and moving forward with their personnel. So most like most Met fans, I was watching Friday night. You know, listen, the season's over. We've all known that this season has been an utter disaster. But Noah Syndergaard on the mound, pitched great on Friday night. He looks back and healthy. The Mets get a big win over the Yankees. And look, there has not been much to feel good about being a Met fan this year. And that was a situation where I'm like, you know, this it's a, it's a nice little victory. Hey, I felt good about being a Met fan. In the next 24 hours, I'll get to the trade in a little bit, but I'm going to start with Ioannis Cespedes. For me, everyone keeps talking about how the Mets need to clear out this roster. Can we do something? Can we trade or get rid of this medical staff or whoever's in charge of diagnosing injuries or making those injury decisions? Because this is just getting absolutely ridiculous. So Yohannes Cespedes has chronic heel problems. He's been out for about two months, comes back, bobs a home run on Friday night, and then the next day it comes out he has ankle issues that might need surgery that would require him to be out eight to ten months Uh, what Uh, how how does that happen if you're a baseball organization you don't know the current status of the health of your player and you're putting him out there listen this season is lost why are you risking his health and shouldn't someone in the organization have figured this out or gone for a second opinion he's been out for two months you're telling me This is an 8- to 10-month recovery process. They couldn't have started this two months ago? They couldn't have started this two months ago to get him ready for the next season? But no, they rehab him. He plays one game against the Yankees, and now he could be out for 8- to 10 months. And on top of that, all season, I have defended Mickey Calloway. Listen, I understand. I've listened to the New York media. He has made a lot of mistakes. There are a lot of things he does I do not like. And I've said, you know what? Give him the benefit of the doubt. There's two things that have worked against him this year. He's a first-year manager, and number one, and number two, the injuries this year have been incredible. You could not have predicted those. So I got to give him a little bit of a pass on that. But the next day, he comes out in his press conference and basically says, oh, I had no idea about this injury. You're the manager of the team, and you don't know the health and the status of your players? And more importantly, your best hitter. I mean, I'm sorry, Mickey. Mickey, you might have been helping this pitching staff this year, but you don't know what's going on with your players? You don't know their health? I, I, I that just drove me nuts that not only 
the Mets have 58 million. They still owe to Cespedes. They're already trying to move into first base. I wrote an article why I think this is a good move on richsportstalk.com if you'd like to check out those details. But he plays one game. The Mets couldn't have made the decision to get this done earlier, and now it's still out there that, oh, it might not be surgery. It might just be rehab. But either way, couldn't this have been dealt with two months ago or a month ago or two weeks ago? The fact that they cannot figure out the hell of their own players this is and this isn't the first time. I always make the joke with the Mets with their pitching staff. I don't know what's been over the last decade. One day you hear the pitchers out because oh he has a blister on his finger or you know he banged got banged up he's going to miss a start. And then two days later it's like well he has season-ending Tommy John surgery. Like how did that happen? How did you miss that detail? It it just mind blows me that the Mets not only have all these crazy injuries, but they can't figure it out. And now apparently Noah Syndergaard has a, I don't know what sickness. He's got a mouth, a foot, and hand infection that's going to make him a start. I mean, you cannot make this injury stuff up. But the real reason we're here is the Jerry's Familiar trade. Now listen, I'm not the biggest Familiar fan. In the postseason, he was not a great clutch reliever. But listen, he's been a dynamic reliever for this team. I know Met fans don't love him in the clutch spot, but he arguably has been one of the best closers in this team's history for how good he's been on an individual season and over a span of a career. So this is the reason I worried about the Mets this year because of Sandy Alderson stepping down because of his cancer and with all – and I understand with that situation, that gravity situation. But the problem with the Mets is they have they have three different general managers right now. They have a committee of general managers. They haven't picked one. They haven't picked a general manager. And that's what worries me. And this is the reason why. Because this weekend they dealt their closer, a former all-star closer in the private career. And I understand he's got, this is his last year of his contract, to the A's for a triple a reliever and a low a third base prospect and the thing that aggravates me the most about this front office is you hear it in the media and you know they're not going to come out and flat say this and they deflect and we saw it today with riccio but they kept saying hey we'll we'll pay some of this contract to get better prospects keep in mind this contracts coming off the books at the end of the year anyways the Mets were going to have to pay it anyways if he was still on the team but they didn't do that it was a salary dump and to me I'm like what does it matter with the salary this year it doesn't matter if he was on the team for the rest of the season you were going to have to pay that salary he was on your payroll for the season so I don't get what the big rush was to just dump him out of town and get marginal prospects. You're getting a 240, 23-year-old third base prospect who today on the Mets website, and the, keep in mind, the Mets don't have a good minor league system. We can all agree with that. He's ranked 17th out of 30th on the MLB prospect, and I know that's not the end-all, be-all for rankings, but it's kind of concerning where the big piece of this trade is a single-A prospect. And I think the Mets, realizing how mad fans were, they promoted their best prospect, who was a 19-year-old, he's shortstop second base, and they moved him to double-A, I think, to help cover this news a little bit. But 
you're going to tell me you're going to trade your closer, your all-star closer, for a guy who's been riding the bus between AAA and MLB reliever. And listen, they need relief help, but and the Mets are like, oh, it's great. He's a good. He's a good. Uh, he's he'll be good. He'll fit right in our bullpen. Well, he wasn't called up. They called up Seawald instead. What does that tell you? If they really love this kid, why isn't he in the majors? I mean, seriously, the Mets got AAA right-hander Bobby Wall and Will Toffee. And, oh, no, no, wait. They got a million in international signings bonus pool allotment. Oh, that must have been the big selling point. They got a million dollars in the international. You can't make this stuff up with the Mets. And this is what's concerning. You know they're going to sell off as Drupal Cabrera. And they've already said the president that, hey, we already, we told you we were going to – it's always with the Mets. It's, they always say we're going to spend big money, but we don't spend money. We're going to put money into these trades so we'll get better prospects, but they don't do that. And that's the thing that annoys the Mets fans the most is when they're getting blatantly lied to and they know they're getting lied to and they know the outcome. And all I keep hearing is how the Mets should trade to Grom and Syndergaard for all the Mets fans. All the Met fans that think that is going to save this franchise or reboot this franchise, getting young pieces. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before you answer me. Think about this. After what the Mets just did, they traded Familia, an all-star caliber closer for barely marginal minor leaguers. Are you comfortable with those general managers? It's not just one general manager. It's a committee of general managers trading arguably the best player in your franchise who you have under financial control for the next couple of seasons. And I don't care what his agent says. You have him under financial control for multiple seasons. He's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. Do you trust this organization to get the right prospects? Because I sure don't. And here's the best part. Multiple sources on Twitter, well, writers connected to the game, writers who I follow all the time that I know have great connections to the front office, that I know are very good writers for Major League Baseball. They know what they're talking about. Multiple teams said they were shocked that the Mets only were talking to the A's because they said, you know, we were we really would look at Familia. So let me get this straight. The Mets were rushing to trade Familia 10 days before the deadline. With other suitors, they weren't. They didn't even talk to other suitors. It was just the athletics, and they get marginal prospects. That, to me, is the most damning thing about this whole situation. They didn't even talk to other teams. Other teams were coming out and saying, well, we're surprised we could have used Familia, and the Mets couldn't have used that for leverage to get better prospects? Listen, I know you don't want to wait to the 11th hour and the deadline on the 31st, but the Mets had 10 days. Teams just got back from the All-Star break. Maybe give them a week, let them play seven more games so a couple teams that were borderline win a couple games come back. They're like, you know what, maybe we have a shot. We just need to get closer. We'll trade for Familia. I mean, it's just the way this organization runs just makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes. And I ask you, once again, after seeing this move, and seeing that the Mets said, hey, hey, guess what? We're, we're going to eat money so we get better prospects, which they didn't. Do you really have faith? If the Mets were to trade Jacob DeGrom, and I'm against this, because I'm of the belief that if you have a controllable asset and one of the best towns in baseball, 
Training him is going to get you better. I mean, we can go through all the trades. Whenever you trade the superstar in baseball, you never get that back. Very rarely do you get two prospects that can play in the majors. You're trading for hope. And usually that hope is that you have something halfway decent. If you get two players that are a quarter of what Jacob deGrom's talent is, you're happy. But you, if you're a Met fan, number one, keep in mind, they have three general managers right now. They don't have one. They have a committee. Do you feel comfortable after seeing what they did with Familia? After this lack of communication in the organization about Cespedes' health, do you have faith that this organization can get the absolute best value for Jacob deGrom? Because I sure don't. I have no faith in this organization right now because they don't have a front office that's intact right now. They don't have a specific general manager. Listen, if they had a general manager, one general manager, and he made the call, I'd give it a little bit more leeway. I'd respect it because, listen, it's one man making his call, and he's putting his reputation on the line by Jacob deGrom. I'm not going to – I don't want this team trading their best player – by a committee of players. But you know what? They're going to trade DeGrom, in my opinion. I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked at all, even though they don't have a general manager and they shouldn't do it. Because I know what the Mets are thinking. The Mets are thinking, especially after this whole assessment is met, I know exactly what the Mets are thinking. Fred Wilpon is going to be in charge of these three general managers, and I know what he's whispering right now. Because, you know, the agents come out and says he wants a new contract. They'll talk to DeGrom, but when they realize DeGrom's going to want 25 minimum, probably a year, or $30 million, which he deserves, by the way, the Mets are going to say, well, look at the money we invested in Cespedes. We have 58 on the books for him, and he's terrible. We spent all that money on Swarzak and Vargas. They're not even on the field right now. All that money in Jay Bruce, they're not on the field right now. We spent over $100 million on David Wright. He hasn't played baseball in three years. This organization has doled out bad contracts over the last three or four years. And this is a team that we know because of the Madoff scandal doesn't want to spend money. They don't want to spend money. So I know what's going to happen. If they trade a drum, it's not they're going to sell it to you. I know how they're going to sell it to you. Hey, we got all these great prospects to rebuild our organization. And you know what? If it turns out they got a couple of good position players and a good pitcher in that deal, great. You know what? That's great, and I'm happy that the Mets got good pieces. But more than likely, they're just going to get a bunch of minor leaguers you're never going to hear about again. And then you're just going to see Jacob deGrom pitch great for another organization for the next four or five years and possibly win a Cy Young or two. But here's the real reason. Here's the real reason they would trade Jacob deGrom. The real reason is they don't want to pay him the money. They're not going to come out and say that because they know that they'll get ripped by the fan base. They know that if they came out and say, we didn't feel we could get a contract down with the ground, you know the first thing every member of the media in New York would jump on every Met fan is, once again, this organization that's in a, the biggest market in the country, they're not spending money. They should be top five in payroll. They should act like a big market team. But, oh, no, no, it's, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. We're not going to pay the best pitcher, arguably, in baseball this season. and arguably one of the top three pitchers over the last five years. No, we're not going to pay him. We're not going to pay him. We'll, we'll trade him and get some small pieces. Hopefully, one will become an everyday position player. If he hits his weight, you know, that would be great. But 
this organization, it just amazes me. And that, the, the 24 hours after that Yankee win, we heard about Cespedes. Then you saw this familiar trade that then came out. The other teams were looking at familiar. The Mets weren't even talking. And you see the haul they got back from You're like, I, I don't trust this front office. I know they're going to trade Cabrera. I know they're probably going to trade Zach Wheeler. They're going to make a couple of moves here. And they're going to say it's not, it's going to be to get younger prospects, but it's going to be a money dump because they have a lot of contracts on the book. And the best case, listen, Mets fans, best case scenario, they keep DeGrom and Syndergaard and try to make some Band-Aids next year. Hopefully develop some players over the next two or three years in Miley. That's your best case scenario. Worst case is the Mets just say, you know what, we're going to trade Jacob DeGrom because we feel we can get good pieces for him. And that's part of the equation. Don't get me wrong. They, they need a lot of bodies and they need a lot of good, young, talented players. But if they do trade Jacob DeGrom, don't kid yourself. It's about the money. They don't want to pay him. It's about the money. And I, no one can argue this with me. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's 30 years old. He's 30 years old. He's 30 years old, but he doesn't have the miles on his arm. He came up when he was 26. And unlike Syndergaard and some of these other guys who just throw hard, he's a pitcher. He hits spots. He mixes. He's a guy I can see pitching for five, six, seven years and being extremely effective. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this Met team... These next two weeks are going to be crucial and determine where this franchise is going to go in the next five to ten years. Because they can either keep their good or young arm talent, try to build around that and stay semi-competitive and try to do a competitive reload or reboot or rebuild, however you want to rephrase it. Or they're going to trade off some of their big stars and hopefully get some young pieces. But in reality, it's because they're dumping all that salary. And the Mets can tell you, well, we're training for good prospects. But when they traded Familia 10 days before the deadline, didn't need any of the contract to get better prospects, and didn't even look to other teams that have come out and said, we would have traded for Familia, we would have liked to explore that option. I mean, it's, let's just be honest, the Mets, it's not meet the Mets, it's meet the mess. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. We'd love to hear you get back to us and all your opinions, especially Met fans. would love to hear what you have to think about this episode. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Rich Sports Talk and to our email, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Once again, remember to like and subscribe on SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and iTunes. Remember to download so we can get bumped up, of course, into a more viewing platform. We would love to get the Rich Sports Talk brand out there so the world can hear it. So once again, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.